When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, as always, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. Go and check out everything that's going on over there. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K, as in bank, at Ethos Pelicans is the show. Go and give us both a follow. We appreciate all of the support. So, tonight we are going to talk about the First back-to-back in the horror schedule that we uh, inherited thanks to the Philadelphia 76ers. And to do that, I am joined by the fantastic Lark Hare. Welcome back to the show, Lark. How are you going? Thanks for having me. I'm going well. Good to be here. Yeah, well, you know, we're in this horror schedule at the minute. Uh, We weren't meant to have this many uh, games in... A row, six games in nine nights. We started off with the Pacers and the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, overall, since we last chatted, how have you found the Pels? It's uh, been a bit of a turnaround since last time. It's been a massive turnaround since last time. I think the last time we spoke, it was when they um, had released their city jersey. So that would be a while ago now. Um Maybe a reflection there. It looked quite good out on the court compared to what we first thought. Um, but nevertheless, the the playing group, wow, it stuck together. It's not changed an awful lot, actually. Like, other than Zion being out, and he's obviously not made his return, there's been all sorts of hiccups there, um, and he's now in Portland in a facility. Um, other than that, the group's just gelled. I mean, if... It's night and day, really, I would say, compared to what we were seeing um, a couple of months ago. It's a completely different playing group and completely different people getting minutes, which is really interesting. And I think that just shows the growth and development and the and the transformation and the journey the team's gone over the last couple of months. Yeah, absolutely. And a change from perhaps relying on the guys that 
you're expected uh, or that Willie Green was told to rely on. Maybe they were David Griffin guys being Jackson Hayes and guys like Trey Murphy had just been uh, drafted. Sadoransky guys that have been brought in. Instead, it was a Willie Green-led team and he's, he's really had buy-in from top to bottom. You can see the guys that last year were playing, you know, like Najee Marshall looked like a Josh Hart replacement, now can't even find the court. All of a sudden... You know, we've got this buy-in. Even the guys that aren't playing are still sitting there going, well, I want to be here. We saw in the game against the Philadelphia 76ers, which we'll get to, um, Willie Hernan Gomez, or Billy Hernan Gomez, pardon me, uh, staying ready and ending up with 29 points and 10 rebounds. And I think that's a testament to Willie Green by being able to, I suppose, keep the guys engaged and, and keep the egos in check. I mean, these guys are... Professional basketballs, this is what they do. They, they're paid to play basketball. And, um, yeah, awesome to see the, uh, the the change after starting 3-16. and 16, And then all of a sudden, you know, now we're above uh, 500 since that date. So we've won more games than we've lost since that 3-16 and 16 start, which, you know, in that morbid 1-9 uh, and nine start uh, even earlier, we thought that was never going to end. Um, so... This schedule, as you know, uh, was changed after a late, I think it was December game that we were supposed to play the Philadelphia 76ers. Everyone headed over there. Uh, We flew the team out and the Philadelphia 76ers, without forfeiting, uh, asked the game to be postponed because they didn't have enough players to play. Now... That was the first night of their back-to-back. The second night, they were supposed to take on the Boston Celtics, which somehow, miraculously, a whole heap of people recovered from COVID uh, in one day and managed to play that game. That then meant that they rescheduled the this game instead of putting it in our four days off that we just had uh, as a back-to-back away after we just played in New Orleans. 20 hours later, we were to fly to Philadelphia 76ers and take them on and be expected to be ready to play. Um, when we weren't expecting a back-to-back, it, in fact, we were supposed to be having a break. Um, it then pushes the Denver game back. For some unknown reason, we have another back-to-back. So instead of just having one in the next 10 days, we have three, which is frankly outrageous because they have Ben Simmons sitting there who was not injured and did not have COVID, but is refusing to play. And for some unknown reason... We still showed up and uh, were ready to play and, and we copped the loss when really we probably should have won it uh, in the original game with all the guys that were out. What were your thoughts on the change in schedule? I think this is a classic of New Orleans being victim to the fact that they're a small market team. This wouldn't have happened to the Lakers. This wouldn't have happened to the Heat. This wouldn't have happened to the Bulls. This wouldn't have happened to the Nets. This has only happened because it's the Pelicans. And it's kind of like people see them as like the lame cousin and it's like, oh, we can do whatever we like for them. Who cares? Whatever. They won't mind. They won't kick up a stink. I think the other thing that it also is is that they're high character people. Like, who in the Pelicans, if you do that, is going to kick off? Who's going to go on a Twitter rant? Who's going to front up to the media and have a carry-on? No one. They're all just going to take it on the chin, take it like, you know, in a respectful, professional way because they're that's the, the kind of people that they are and that's the operation that, that Willie is running from the top. 
uh, you know, if that happened to another team, like if that happened to the Lakers, let's say, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that LeBron would have been the first person on Twitter making a stance and it would have been it would have been pulled and something else would have happened. And I get he's the king of the league and da-da-da, but it, it, it's, it's that classic kind of like bully mentality and I don't think it looks very good on behalf of the NBA. That's what they did. The Pelicans flew to Philadelphia in December or whenever the game was meant to be and they were there. They were ready... They were waiting for the game, and it was the the seventy sixers that said, "Oh no, nah, we're not we're not going to play. No, nah, we don't want to do that." And and it's like no repercussion, nothing. It's like, oh no worries, we'll just reschedule it. It's it, it's not fair. And what actually ended up happening? I mean, we're kind of skipping over the Pacers game, but I suppose it's much more interesting this game. What actually ended up happening was that I think Willie kind of did a little bit of a screw you to the league, and he basically rested four of his five. I think. Yeah, B.I. And, and Josh Hart had proper injuries. And I think, you know, Tay and, and JV was getting a bit of a, a breather um, and took his bench. And his bench went over there. And I have to be honest, for 85, 90% of that game, I thought we were getting a win. I thought we were about to chalk up a win and really stick it to the 76ers to say, screw you, you're here with a full fit team minus Ben Simmons who won't play. And we put our bench out there and, and we could run with the best. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I know you've got a lot to say on that. Do you want to speak about Pacers first, or are we just going to skip that game and, and move on? Yeah, we'll come back to the Pacers. But, I mean, on this 76ers point, while we've got it, you know, they were meant to have a back-to-back, as I said. They then proceeded to have these players back healthy and then defeated the Celtics, a, a, a team that was expecting to play a team on the second night of a back-to-back, which, you know, then the Celtics cop it. And so... All of a sudden, the Celtics lose out on a, a team that um, was meant to be underdone and whether or not they had arrested them or whatever else. And the Pelicans are then flowing to Philly to then fly back for no other reason than the fact that Philadelphia couldn't get their ducks in a row, couldn't get the shit together. And, and, you know, that makes it so frustrating when a team, like you said, you know, it wouldn't have happened to these big market teams. It just wouldn't have happened. We were getting... Another example is that they take our national games. Every time we get to play in a national broadcast, they take them. And even though we've been winning games and all of the games we've been playing is are exciting, they were taking them off and putting on some woeful game against like the Lakers and freaking Timberwolves or some shit. You know, that's just outrageous. The Lakers haven't been playing any better than we have. If anything, I think we'll beat the Lakers. And um, yeah, just frustrating. But I mean... I digress. We're we're here to break down the first two games of the um, of the nightmare schedule, is what I'm going to call it. And um, you know, I couldn't do it alone. So thank you very much for coming on. Uh, the first game we played, and it was a little while ago now, uh, against the Pacers. So that was right back on the 24th of January. So well, oh, a few days ago, not too bad. And um, we end up pulling out a win, 117 to 113. The Pacers come in without uh, guys such as Sabonis, without Miles Turner, without um, Brogdon, without TJ McConnell, um, TJ Warren obviously still injured. And honestly, this was a game that we expected to win. We didn't have Brandon Ingram, and we know that we've only won one game this year without him. And so to make it uh, a next man up mentality, besides that, we had um, pretty much a full side 
and um, the rotation hadn't changed too much. GT, as he always does, slotted in to that uh, three spot in place of Brandon. And he was forced into another role, had to play 30-odd minutes. What did you take away from that? Well, firstly, the Pell's effort in terms of next man up mentality. I mean, having a look at the box score, well, we've got 25 and 10 from Josh. We got 25 from Graham, who, you know, had been streaky this year. Herb Jones did a little bit of everything. Um, JV was 16 and 12, and, and by far wasn't his most effective game, uh, shooting only. Uh, 6 of 11, 54% still, but, you know, we expect a lot out of him. And then Temple getting in double digits with 14. Nikhil and Jackson, we saw that uh, synergy as well. Uh, they were playing very well off the bench together. Do you want to talk about that? Nikhil and Jackson and, and their efforts off the bench. Yeah, it's awesome to see. I mean, with Nikhil and Jackson, it's really interesting. I mean, they, they were rookies, obviously, in the team alongside Zion a couple of years ago. So they obviously have... A friendship, they seem to, to get on really well, be, be good mates. Um, and that relationship, that energy translates directly onto the court. They seem to be able to make plays together that other people aren't necessarily looking for. And maybe it's just the length of time that they've been playing together. Because if you actually look at that lineup, um, you know, the, the starters for that game, Devontae, Herb, JV, Temple and Josh Hart, they've never played together. This is their first season together with that lineup. The only two that actually in the starters that have played together before are Josh Hart and B.I. and obviously with B.I. out. So you do get that familiarity and I think that's great. It's also good to see the both of them come. I mean, Nikhil had a couple of good games, started out in the starters, ended up on the bench, comes in as kind of like that number six um, kind of rotation, and he's hitting his miss. One game or one, even it's not even one game. It's one pass. It's one move. It's one bucket. It's one something. And you go, oh my god, he's amazing. He's phenomenal. He's brilliant. He's he's awesome. And then thirty seconds later, he's got the ball again. And you think, oofed. Was there? A re- oh, what was he thinking? Is that the same player? And I think he put it really well in a in a post game. He said recently that he gets inside his own head that he thinks too much and he needs to just kind of play in the moment rather than, you know, overthinking what he's about to do or what he just did. And I think that's really awesome for him. And I think Jax is the exact same. When he has that that incredible threat to dive over four people standing underneath the bucket and get it in, that, that's huge. And he's very unique. I don't think anyone else in our team plays that same role that Jax does. And I know he gets criticised for not being good at screens and he's probably not big enough to be a centre and I don't actually think he should be playing that role. Like, I don't think defence is his strongest asset. I think he's much, much better as um, uh, an attacking player, as a shooter. Um, And that athleticism and agility and and length, I think should just be used like that. And I think that him and Nikhil work really, really well in using that that ability. Same with him and Billy as well. And we saw a little bit of that in the second game against the 76ers. But yeah, awesome show from both of them. Um, really good to see them get some good minutes and to see them actually contribute to the team. Um, and the only other real key takeaway I'd say from that is it's lovely to see um, Tay, Devontae Graham, out there doing his thing again. You know, as you said, he had a couple of games where it was a little touch and go. Um, but yeah, awesome win. Good hustle the whole time. Um, came down to it a little bit at the end, but... Um, the hunger for it and, and the commitment really came through. So all in all, good win, good team win. It felt like everyone like mucked in and everyone, you know, contributed and that's, it's always better when it's that way. So, yep, awesome. And then it was on to, on to Philadelphia. Exactly right. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it really was 
uh, a game that was a full team win. Everyone dug in. Uh, a few stats that I was quite impressed with was even though we only shot 6 of 30, 20% from three, to their 19 of 46, 41%, we managed to hold on. And that was coming down to things like free throw shooting, 93%. We had 30 free throw attempts, hit 29 of them. 23 assists and also low turnovers, only 11. And we know that any time that the Pelicans can keep their turnovers down, they're going to put themselves in a position to win. And, you know, they're getting a barrage from three-point land, which we were not expecting. The Pacers are not a great three-point shooting team. But forcing 15 turnovers and... Managing to keep ours down, getting the rebounds, keeping the ball moving, getting those assists and hitting your free throws goes a long way. You know, they hit 18 of 25. So you've got an 11-point advantage at the free throw line. You know, that's the difference. So really, honestly, a great team win. Disappointing that they then didn't even get to go home and brush their teeth or anything. It was straight on the aeroplane and, and um, you know, they were off. We left... A few guys behind, uh, so we ended up taking over a bit of a skeleton crew, leaving the starters, JV, Josh Hart, and uh, Devontae Graham at home. Brandon Ingram travelled with the team despite having that sore ankle, and that's what you want from your leader. I think they all appreciate, and everyone kept mentioning how good of a leader Brandon has become and is continuing to become, um, and that's why he's our all-star, despite what we're going to talk about a little bit later on, um, but... We did. We headed off to the 76ers, uh, Philadelphia. It's a tough place to play on any night, let alone 20 hours after you've just played. Uh, the starting lineup was a little bit different than we usually have. Herb Jones, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Jose Alvarado, Billy Hernan Gomez, after having nine coaches' decision did not play, did not leave the bench for nine games, and G. Temp, Mr. Garrett Temple, um, the rotation was short. You know, we used the rest of the guys. Guys that weren't there or that didn't play. Graham, Ingram, Hart, Kyra Lewis Jr., which, in, you know, he's out for the season. Lazada, who's done his knee in the Birmingham game, so he is cooked as well. Trey Murphy was in COVID protocol, so he didn't play. JV and Zion. So we really did go to the end of the bench. We got all the other guys and... We ended up holding with them, you know, starting with a, a quarter by quarter. Pelicans come out to a start, 24 to 20. Second quarter, 34 to 30. They start chipping away in that third quarter, 36 to 28. And it was a bit of a swing. It really was, um, you know, and it was all square going into the last quarter. Unfortunately, talent in this league is so important. When you have your best players... They seem to come through. We know Joel Embiid has been playing at an all-star level or beyond that, you know, MVP caliber level. They're talking about him and Jokic as the two best players in the league at the minute. And he was unbelievable. And I know I tweeted it. uh, The refs in this game were woeful uh, and is a testament to Joel being able to get 42 points. And of those 42, he got a delicious... 18 at the free throw line, 20 free throw attempts, which to his credit, well, good on you. You get to shoot that many. Uh, The Pelicans, for comparison, had 26 free throw attempts total. Uh, So (laughs) it makes it pretty tough to win when every time you touch a big fella, he is shooting free throws. And they definitely did even it up um, 
trying to make sure that he was getting his because it doesn't fit the narrative. And I'll be as salty as I want because Joel Embiid was gifted 42 points, particularly because Billy Hernan Gomez had him in jail. 29 points, a career high, 10 rebounds, one assist. Lark, tell me about Billy Hernan Gomez and his efforts in this game. Yeah, awesome to see Billy. I think every single time that you see Billy, whether it's in an interview, whether he's on the bench, whether he's on the court, every single time, it's like you want to see him. You're drawn to him. He's like the kind of person that you want to be friends with. Um, He's just got good energy, good vibes. He seems, yeah, he just seems awesome. And everyone talks so highly of them, and it's so so believable. Um, But, yeah, brilliant to see him stay ready, get out there, and, and... Make the most of his minutes. Like, it must be so frustrating when you're playing well. Like, it's not like he's been playing, playing badly. He's been playing really, really well. And when Jackson was being benched for whatever reason, we didn't actually get a, a full answer on that from um, the coach. But for whatever reason, Jackson was benched for a while. Um, and then Billy was getting all of those minutes. Um, and then, obviously, they decided Jax would come back. So, Jax came back. And then Billy's been benched. So... We've got a little bit of a rotational problem, it kind of suggests. And I think that's because Jax is being classed as a centre the same as Billy and JV, and I just don't think he is. But that's my that's my personal opinion of it, and I don't actually think that Billy and Jax should be rotating that role. I think Jax is just playing a completely different role, and, and Billy and JV are a good rotation for each other. Um, anyway, I um, digress. No, awesome to see Billy out there. He just he went for it, didn't he? He was committed. He was focused. Um, he got a couple of foul calls that I just thought were a bit of a joke. Um, and I think that kind of goes to your point about Embiid just having a bit of a, a free throw party to himself. Um, but yeah, I thought Billy was awesome and awesome just to get that, that credit and that recognition. And he was really chuffed with himself after the game, in the post in the post game and Nikhil was really stoked for him as well. So brilliant. No, I agree. And, um, you know, disappointing loss, of course, but uh, great to see guys like, well, Nikhil having, uh, wasn't his season high, but a 31-point outburst. He carried us for most of the game. Uh, really impressive efforts from him stepping into that starting lineup. And it's funny what happens when the guy is just allowed to play and doesn't have to think about being benched uh, for making a mistake. You know, he got to play free. And, yeah, of course, we saw his double step back three, but he hit it. So, you know, he's all right by me when he does that. Only one turnover, though. Um, which you love to see as well. Uh, and he was he was really good with 31 points, four rebounds, five assists. Herb Jones as a starter, 12, 6, 4, one steal, two blocks. Just did a bit of everything. He was um, he was unbelievable. Jose in 33 minutes, 11 points, three rebounds, five assists, two steals, two blocks. He was everywhere. He even jumped, got in a jump ball with Embiid, which he, um, he read off the hand and didn't even bother jumping. He just he wanted it. He was like, I'm going to take that ball. And we end up getting a turnover out of it and uh, and scoring off it. So happy with that as a result. Uh, one of the little narratives that has since come to light is that there was a double tech and it was Jose fronting up to Embiid and, you know, um, David and Goliath type story, I guess. And um, he they both get teched up and uh, Jose turns around and says to him, he's like, come on, man, you know I can't afford... Uh, the fine that comes with the tech foul thereabouts. And uh, after the game, Embiid had reached out to him and said, well, I'll pay you fine because I respect what you do. And uh, he was spoke very highly, highly of Jose. So, you know, all testament to uh, that guy, two-way fella, uh, getting one of the MVP contenders and absolute weapon in his own right and really good free-throw shooter. Um, uh, 
props. You know, two grand to Embiid, it's nothing. But two grand to Jose, who's on the two-way contract, is is a lot. So really impressed with that and uh, a good gesture from Embiid. It sort of softens him, absolutely torching us. But So, yeah, that was all right. So we lost that one, 117 to 107. We take on, after a couple of days off, uh, the Denver Nuggets, the first night of a back-to-back. That is at the Smoothie King Center back home. Uh, we take on Nikola Jokic, and that was a game that we should have won last time, but uh, hopefully we can contain Jokic this time, and we'll see what happens. I, I did hear that Josh Hart and B.I. did not train uh, today, but hopefully we'll be right for the game. Uh, it's still, I suppose, a game-time decision to see whether those guys' ankles are okay, respective ankles, both of them. Ankles are killing us this year, I tell you what, we, uh, we're copping so many ankle injuries. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Hopefully the couple of days off has helped them. And then we take them on, and then the day after that, we move straight on to the Boston Celtics, uh, which is an earlier game, but still at the Smoothie King Centre. So home-home, back-to-back, which you like because you get to sleep in your own bed and you can rest. So before I wrap up, I just need to thank our sponsors. Firstly, mybookie.ag, use the code HOOPBALL on the the third page when you sign up, and uh, that'll give you some deposit match bonuses and, uh, of course, manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL2020 on the end of that uh, to get yourself 20% off and free shipping at checkout. And go and follow Ethos Fantasy BK at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. It is the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all of your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Follow now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And finally, stop giving your personal information to your ISP on top of overcharging. Your ISP is allowed to legally sell your browsing history to third-party advertisers for a ton of cash. Take your privacy back with ExpressVPN. Head to our special promotional link at expressvpn.com forward slash hoopball to get three bonus months on a 12-month subscription. It's super easy and it works great with streaming services such as Netflix or sports packages like League Pass 2. Once more, that's expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Grab those three bonus months now. So before I wrap up, I will just mention that the All-Star starters were announced today. Uh, Unfortunately, our good friend Brandon Ingram was not in there. Uh, Unfortunately, surprisingly, I guess, a guy that was torched by Brandon Ingram, uh, Andrew Wiggins, well done, made it in as the fifth All-Star starter along with Steph Curry and uh, Ja Morant, LeBron James and Nikola Jokic. Now, 
18 points a game he averages. Two BIs, 23 and a half. Um, do your own maths as to what the popularity contest really tells you. I mean, all credit to Wiggins, but uh, he's just not as good as BI. And you can tell that fan voting is a popularity contest because all the big names that get national TV games get to play in the All-Star game as a starter. And uh, you're telling me that Andrew Wiggins is better than Devin Booker anyway. Or Brandon Ingram. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't make the rules. I just vote for him. So, um, (laughs) I don't know. Shake my head. Anyway, I'm going to pack up. I'll leave it at that. As always, I am Lyle Swithenbank, at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter. Thank you very much to my very, very, very special guest, Lark Hare, for her contributions on this one. Uh, I wouldn't have got through it without her, and uh, we will get her on again very soon, no doubt. I know she's chomping at the bit to get Zion back, as we all are, um, but I'm going to leave it at that. I will have a chat to you after the Denver game. We've got more guests coming up this week, so look forward to that. I've been working away in the background trying to get uh, people on, so keep an ear out because people are coming. Anyway, as always, I am Lyle Swithenbank. This is the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Look after yourselves and uh, bye for now.